Nightlife by Thomas Perry Narrated by Shelley Fraser Copyright 2006 by Thomas Perry This unabridged audiobook is published by arrangement with Thomas Perry and the Random House Publishing Group and was produced in the year 2006 by Tantor Media Incorporated, which holds the copyright there too. Chapter 1 Tanya stood in front of the full-length mirror on the bedroom wall and brushed her hair. She watched the other girl in another room, wearing the same new blue skirt and tank top, using her left hand instead of her right to brush the long blonde hair to a shine. Tanya had always secretly relished the existence of the other pretty girl who lived in the other room beyond the glass, like a fish in an aquarium. She loved the whole idea of a second girl who lived a second life. In Wheatfield, when she was little, she had sometimes turned her mother's dresser so the mirror would be directly across from the full-length one on the closet door. She could make a whole long line of other girls, then kick her legs and look like the Rockettes, the nearest ones as big as she was, and the others smaller and smaller as their lines stretched off into infinity. She had dressed up in her mother's clothes sometimes so she could change the girl in the mirror. She would be someone who had a good life, someone who was loved and cared for, someone who was beautiful and had everything she wanted. She could invent things that the girl in the mirror could say and practice them, whispering so the girl in the mirror would not be overheard. She would assume faces that were distant and just a little disapproving and know that seeing them would make people frantic, trying to find ways to please her. She tried expressions designed to reward, too, opening her eyes and mouth wide in a grateful smile that admitted no possibility of darker thoughts, nothing held back or hidden. Sometimes, when she did that, she would add a laugh at the end, not a small forced sound, but a delighted laugh that made her eyes glisten and her white teeth show to their best advantage. The alarm system's cool male electronic voice announced, Kitchen. Door. Dennis was finally home. This was it. Tanya stopped brushing her hair, slipped the brush into her purse, felt for the other handle, and gripped it once, then released it. She could hear Dennis's hard leather soles on the slate floor of the kitchen. There was no sound of his dropping his briefcase on the kitchen floor, so he had set it down gently. He had brought his laptop home again. He was planning to spend the evening working. Tanya? He was in the living room now. She put her purse on the floor beside the dresser. Up here. She spent the next fifteen seconds considering him, turning him around and around in her mind and evaluating him. Women always said men had a hard outer shell, but were soft and sweet and vulnerable inside. But she had found the opposite. They had a layer outside that was yielding and squeezable. But when you squeezed, you began to feel the hardness beneath like bone. She had squeezed him a lot in a short time, and she was already beginning to reach the hardness. He was getting ready to say no to her, to deny her things. Maybe he would even criticize her when the bills came and he could see everything added up. It was time. Dennis's heavy shoes thumped on the carpeted stairway, coming closer. She already saw each step of the stairway in her mind, even though she had only been with Dennis Poole for a month, and all but a week of that had been spent in hotels. As he climbed step by step, she began to enumerate his unpleasant qualities. She didn't like his laugh. It was a quick staccato that made his voice go one octave higher, like a jackass's bray. 
A few times she had gotten up from her chaise next to him and gone into the hotel pool to cool her sun-warmed skin, come up from underwater, and seen him looking at other women in their bathing suits. He tipped waiters exactly fifteen percent and never a penny more, and was proud of it because it showed he could do the arithmetic in his head. He was not a sincerely appreciative lover. He pretended to care and be solicitous of her, but there was a practical quality about it. His concern was to please her, but it wasn't the right kind of concern. He wasn't a man unable to stop himself because he was enthralled. He was merely thinking about whether he was pleasing her enough to keep her. Dennis had reached the top of the stairs. As she turned to look at him, her detachment was complete. He was a forty-two-year-old man with a soft belly and thinning hair, who spent his days selling computer equipment to other men like himself. He was nothing. She smiled beautifully, stepped into his embrace, and kissed him slowly, languorously. Hello, cowboy, she whispered. He laughed as she had expected. I could get used to coming home like this and finding you waiting for me. He looked more serious. You know, I'm glad you were here for another reason. I think we need to talk about some things. Sure, we can talk. But first, don't you want to get comfortable? I should think you'd be tired after sitting in that office all day. She knew that tone of voice. Anyone could tell he was getting ready to be cheap with her, to start complaining about money. She pulled back and said, I'll bet you're sick of wearing that suit. Why don't you get out of it, relax, and soak in the tub? She looked down at his tie as she loosened it, not into his eyes. Maybe I'll join you. Good idea. He took his suit coat off and his tie while Tanya went into the bathroom and turned on the water. The oversized jacuzzi tub had jets that bubbled, so she turned them on, too. Dennis Poole was naked now, and he put his arms around her. She tolerated his embrace for a few seconds, then wriggled away and whispered seductively, Wait. She went back out to the bedroom and walked to the dresser, where she had left her purse. She waited until she heard him turn off the water faucet, so the only sound was the steady burble of the jets. She quietly walked into the bathroom. He was lying in the tub with his head cushioned by a folded towel, looking self-absorbed and distant as the bubbles massaged his skin. Tanya reached into her purse, took out the pistol, held it about a foot from his head, and squeezed. The report was a bright, sharp bang that echoed against the tile walls and made her ears ring. She turned away from the sight of his corpse, the red blood draining into the bath, and stopped being Tanya Starling.